Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lamp. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Text line's 55305. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. And Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. We'll be with you until 11 o'clock. What time is the game today, Jesse? 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock? 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. So 5 o'clock tip right here on the fan. Uh, you can listen to game two of the Warriors-Cavs. Quickly, though, before we get to that, we did get some texts I wanted to read on the last segment. Baseball's failed in this town. Traffic is bad enough. And then he goes on to say, yes, the MLS isn't the best league, but the Blazers haven't won chips in 77. At least one team is doing something, referencing the Timbers winning the MLS a couple of years ago. That is true. Uh, baseball is, has failed in this town as minor leagues. I think there's a very big difference between minor league sports and major league sports. And I think one way to look at this, it, it, if I'm talking to you, the person who texted that in, is... A majority of people who go to Timbers games are not soccer fans. They're Timbers fans, and they're the fan of the experience of going to the game. Um, I've, I've talked to so many people who say, I hate soccer, but I want to go to a Timbers game, or I love going to Timbers games. It's very different when it's a major team in your market. So baseball may have failed in a minor league level because not enough fans are, or not enough people are fans of baseball. But when you bring a major league team here, I think you're going to get an experience where people who aren't baseball fans are on a beautiful day like today or want to go to the ballpark and be outside and have a hot dog and drink a beer and watch some sports of a major team. So I think that's the difference and why I view it that way. And we did have multiple texts about how traffic is going to suck. Well, of course traffic's going to suck. Traffic already sucks here all the time. It, it, it's three lanes of traffic, two lanes of traffic, two it, three lanes. It's going to be bad forward. unless they change the roads. That shouldn't be something to stop us from bringing a beneficial thing to the city because people are not stopping moving here. Yeah, tra- it's, it, I heard this the other day. A hundred people a day 
are moving to the Portland area. It's not stopping. So the traffic is going to be bad no matter what. So we're supposed to just stop the city from getting things because people keep moving here and the traffic's bad? Yeah. No, they, I don't view it that They way. could have fixed traffic a while ago, when, like you said, when they saw a few years ago the influx of people that were moving here. Traffic has sucked here in Portland for the past six years, seven years, and, oh, they're not putting any extra lanes onto on the freeway. So it's going to be bad. Have you ever tried to be on the freeway during the Blazer game? Like, either way, you're going to be stuck. Uh, it's, just, it's just kind of what it is, man. So why would I take away an opportunity to do something fun? There's already traffic. Like, I mean, listen, I live in southeast Portland. I live in southeast Portland. Man, there's traffic going, you know, going west at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for no reason. Where's everybody going that way? There's traffic going east at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This, this just going I, to I once sat, when I used to do the afternoon show here, when I was producing that, I once sat at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday going to the airport for an hour and a half on 84 and 205. 3 o'clock on a Friday going to the airport. Like there's good – traffic sucks now. So it, it is what it is. So we're supposed to uh, – so, so here we go. This is – I kind of agree with the texture. Me personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of if you're going to bring a sport here, bring – Bring hockey here. I get that's never coming. I get it's because of Paul Allen. Blah, 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 blah. But the the fact is, is that I I think this is something that Colin Cowherd brings up regularly on his show. And that's the, it's a specifically more of like a West Coast thing is that there's so much to do here, whether you want to go to the beach, want to go to the mountain, want to go hiking, want to do this, want to do that, is that there's so many things to do. And honestly, as many people are moving here, we are still a very small city in the grand scheme of places like L.A. Um, who still struggle to support some of their sports teams. Um, is that I, I think we very much would love to support them in the beginning. And if they end up at all like the Mariners where they just keep missing the playoffs and keep missing the playoffs and then they give you something you think is going to be good and it just continues to be mediocre, people are going to stop going. Why? Because there's so many other great things that you can do in the Pacific Northwest other than go and watching a losing product. Well, let, let me counter that argument with this. Have we seen with the two professional sports teams in the city a history of the fans leaving the team and or not watching the team or going to the games when they're not good. We have not seen that with the Timbers at all. Well, they haven't had very much downtime of not being good. The Timbers were awful for years when they first for a while the until they won a championship. And they were sold out every single game. The Blazers have had many down years or quote-unquote down years, although they've made the playoffs a lot recently. Fans always show up. Portland has a history of supporting their teams wait, wait. when they struggle. Now, I get in baseball, there's more games. A lot more games. Um, but I also think the benefit of being in this city during the summer is beautiful weather in an outdoor space like a stadium becomes a destination. Yes, there are a lot of options. Sure. But there's also a lot of people. So I'll, I'll – I do remember going to me and my guy Chris in Portland. I do remember going to Blazer games. And sitting in 300s and saying, well, damn, man, there's tons of seats yeah. ones that we can yeah. just go ahead and walk. And that was for all of – up until they got Brandon Roy, which is why I always credit him as being one of the best players ever. That was the – that's kind of how it looked from, let's say, 2003 up until about 2006. It looked like that every mm -hmm. game. So 
I, I do think it's different because if that game were played outside, then I think people would still be out there watching. But this one will be outside. And the one thing I always say about baseball, it's, it's not about the game. The game is, yes, a part of it. And when your team is good, then I assume you'll watch more of that. But baseball is the one sporting event that we can go to and not have to. The game will be the last thing that we're worried about. Once you get to the stadium, there's the food, there's the people, there's the beer garden. There's so many other things you can do outside of just watching the game. And then, oh, right around the sixth inning, let me go catch the rest of this game in right. here. Because then you, you'll still be sitting there for another hour just watching and that, them play. And that's why I say this. Unless you're a that doesn't diehard, happen anywhere else. Unless you're a diehard fan of the team, which some people will be and, and, and currently are with other teams, when you go to a stadium, you spend your time walking around, you go a little early for batting practice, you try some of the food. And again, if it's a beautiful day, it's, it's an experience. It's a whole day event. It's an outing. It's instead of going to the farmer's market today and spending my money there, I'm going to go to blah, 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 park and watch a game and spend my money there. I consider you guys close friends, right? If I see you at the Blazer game and it's middle of the first quarter, middle of the second quarter, if I see you on the 300 level, 100 level concourse, what's up, Lynch? What's up, Jesse? How you doing? Shake hands. How you doing? Kelsey's hug, you, hug your ladies. All right, where you sitting? This down here, down there. All right, man. Good to see you. I'll see you Sunday. And we'll keep it moving. If I see you at the baseball game, what are you doing? Where are you sitting? Let's go grab a beer. Let's do this. Let's go have a hot dog. Now we're out there chopping it up for a little bit longer as opposed to there's no rush when we're at the baseball. If I see you at a football game, I'm probably not leaving my seat unless I, you know, I bought a flask or something in. But for the most part, baseball is a it's a leisure sport. And so I can go and just be at my leisure there. And that's why I'm looking forward to it. If you've ever been to last Thursday or first Thursday or any one of those hot events that happened during the spring and summer, this is that's going to be first and last Thursday uh, 81 times a year, 82 times a year. So I'm good with it. I, I hate to drudge it up again, but I am I, I do think also you guys are underplaying the traffic issue is that you're right. It is awful right now and it's bad like on sunday on saturday at just the most bizarre times it sucks and so we're going to make this situation worse by adding another pro team and putting it in there and it it is one of those things where you'll get people that'll have no problem dealing with that or they'll take the max or this or that but man people will get sick but like anything but like but like anything you you kind of figure it out like getting to the rose quarter or or motor center whatever we're calling it Sometimes ain't easy, but I mean, I'm from the city, so I know exactly where to not get on the freeway or where to get off the freeway or something like that to make sure I can make it there on time. And again, I'll ask this question. Has that kind of traffic, which has existed around the Blazers and the Timbers, stopped people from going to the games? No. 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 It hasn't. Not at all. I think think Portland is a really good sports town. And the Timbers play downtown. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get to the Timbers. They literally, you can literally get off the max right at the Timbers. But a lot of people ain't taking the max. A lot of people were driving and trying to park somewhere around 12th and 13th and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's I've gone and parked all the way up by 23rd and then just walked to Providence Park. You know, you know, it's it's, just it's a because of the traffic, but it hasn't stopped me from going. If you've ever tried to hang out on Northwest 22nd or 23rd, there's nowhere to park there ever. You know, but we figure it out because if you want to go somewhere cool, you're gonna figure it out. So I think once the stadium is here, I guarantee traffic will be the last complaint that anyone has. I don't know about that. All right, let's break and we'll talk about the NBA Finals. Yeah, this has been the this has been the best show. Of us just flowing, but the worst at us sticking to what we were going oh, to do. I, think we, I don't think we've hit anything we're supposed to talk about. We hit about one thing we were supposed to talk about, but that's fine. That's radio sometimes, man. Let's actually commit to doing the finals next. Game two is today. 
Uh, Clay Thompson is hurt, but some are thinking he will play. Andre Iguodala is still hurt, and he'll probably not play. And J.R. Smith is bonehead. That is all next here on The Fan. were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Man, that's far, Jesse. Vernonia? Holy crap. Yeah. Jeez. Is that like an hour and a half drive every day, both ways? Uh, no, it's, um, well, depends on what the traffic is. <laughs> um, now I can see why you hate traffic so much. It makes so much sense all You have to drive time. to Renonia every day. Uh, about three days a week. I spend a couple days out, out here um, selling. So, Jeez, that is a far drive. Yeah, I, mean, I hate traffic. I, I absolutely hate it. Uh, you, you'll probably, if you drove by me in the middle of traffic, you'd just see, like, you'd try to lip read what I was saying and be a lot of F-bombs. Pain, and, personal um, anguish, man. A lot of, I hate Portland, and I hate this, and everybody here's stupid, and nobody knows how to drive. If and- you've ever been to a fantasy anything with Jesse, that's, <laughs> that's incredibly normal. <laughs> that is incredibly true. normal. He is very passionate. All right. Stop it. Finals. NBA Finals. Next segment is hate it or love it, so we're not going to be able to talk about it if we don't talk about it now. <laughs> Unless you want to put it in the two-minute final segment. Well, the good the thing is we don't have to, you know, talk about this team, the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, no, we I just know. Talk about- we got the NBA Finals. Game two is today, 5 o'clock on the fan, Warriors-Cavs, part four. Um, game one was super entertaining and was so much better than I ever would have thought it would be. I thought this series was going to suck, and maybe it will now um, because – Part of me feels like game one was everything the Cavs had. They were they they tried to punch them, the Warriors, in the mouth. Literally. And if it wasn't for an 80-plus percent free throw shooter missing a second free throw and then J.R. Smith making one of the dumbest plays I have ever seen in a big game, the Cavs would have won the game and taken a 1-0 series lead, and all of a sudden that changes everything. But because... They lost the game after those two plays. Part of me feels like that was it. Part of me feels like that was their full energy trying to steal a game in Golden State and take home court advantage away from them. And now I kind of, part of me feels like it's going to be a slaughter from here on out. That was deflating. That blocking call at the end of the game uh, on LeBron. Who knew you could challenge that? Like, have it reviewed? Apparently no one. Not Ty Lue. <laughs> Not LeBron. Like, I don't even think Steve Javi all the way knew that that you could actually look and review that and, and overturn it. So um, that was the play that sucked the air out of the Cavaliers. Do you remember back in 2002-3, the uh, BCS National Championship between Miami and Ohio State? Mm-hmm. And Miami got that bogus flag thrown at the end of the game, after, and they should have won. Is that the year What's-His-Face shredded his knee in like the first Yes, play? Willis McGahee he shredded yeah. his knee like a few plays before that. And Miami thought that, man, we'd won the game. They're celebrating. The confetti is flying. The fireworks are going off. The game is over. And then they said, no, you got to come back and and play this, do this down again, and they were deflated. They, you go from knowing that the game was over, they're, they're up two, possibly about to go up four as they go back, and Golden State was going to have to foul. My or Excuse me, Cleveland's going to come in there and steal game one. And then they just completely sucked the air out of the room with that one. I felt so bad 
for and mind you, I don't even like LeBron the guy. I felt so bad for him that game because you don't see somebody play that well and then have the game taken from you by the referees. And there were some terrible calls before that. There were some awful calls. Now, mind you, Cleveland had a shot to win the game down the stretch. Uh, and it's he, hard to blame the refs when you miss a free throw and have J.R. Smith. And we're, we're really glossing over. I think George Hill, J.R. Smith is the best thing to happen to George Hill. Because if George Hill just misses that and then Kevin Durant or whomever gets that rebound, we're talking about how George Hill just blew this game for his team. But J.R. Smith making the most J.R. Smith, I was going to say bonehead, but the most J.R. Smith swaggy P play that he could possibly make. Who it angers me that my two least favorite players of all time are both playing in the NBA Finals right now, and it makes my blood boil that they even get minutes on the floor. But J.R. Smith did what J.R. Smith does, and he went that way. And didn't know first. He was he was essentially wide open under the basket for a putback, um, but he ran. And, and then, then gave, and then LeBron said pass it, and LeBron was wide open by the way. LeBron said pass it, and he finally did, and he like basically threw it out of bounds. And then gave every terrible excuse as to why he actually you know, maybe stick to one so, story. JR? So I I thought we were going to run a play. I thought we were going to call timeout. I thought you know somebody was going to kick it out for a shot. I thought like, we had the lead, man. And then he finally came out on Saturday and said, "Man, I just didn't know the score." Jr. be drunk as hell during the game. I think drunk and high. I say drunk or high. No, or he's if you, he's. I mean, they made allergies, fam. Like Jr. Smith is definitely high on the floor, man. He's he's just a bonehead, and that play is one of two play, two plays that three plays down the stretch that cost LeBron and the Cavaliers that game. I did see something pop up on Twitter. It was a New York Post headline from when he was on the Knicks. It said, quote, J.R. Smith, I didn't know what the score was. And it had Carmelo looking pissed off in the picture. He's done it before. And he did it again. On the Melo just texts LeBron, just bruh, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it, fam. And LeBron, if you saw how frustrated he was during his press conference with a short, a suit short set on. Okay, I don't we know. don't have enough time to talk about that. But that you know, that fit was $46,000. Like to wear shorts. Uh, 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 I mean, it was a nice suit until I saw there were shorts. I thought that I thought that was a part of the meme. Is, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it funny that because he wore that and he stomps out of the press conference, he has to leave the press conference angrily wearing a shorts with his yeah. suit. He looks like looks what's, so silly. what's the what's the oh the rock star that you know the wears the I think he's from ACDC and wears the shorts with the with the suit jacket and does the, the thing with the I don't know what's his uh, I forget his name I don't know that's what that's that's what that suit reminded me of. I'm going to look that up on Google in the, in the meantime. Um, but, yeah, LeBron went for 51. And he, he – that's kind of what everyone said was if the Cavs are going to win a game in the series, LeBron's just going to have to dominate. And he did. He 51 points. Kevin Durant sucked in the game. He was really bad. Still got 26 points, but he was not on his shot. Steph Curry was good. Klay Thompson was decent when he came back from injury, hit a lot of threes. But, I mean, it was the LeBron show. And they still lost by 10. I know that I know the final score doesn't mean the same thing because the Warriors in overtime were just they slaughtered them. But God, you think about it like that. LeBron goes for fifty-one and you still have to go to overtime and lose to the Warriors. What chance do the Cavs have? They they at this point they don't. That was their best shot. And if you can get the Warriors game one on their home court, like man, all you got to do is take care of business once or or twice on your own home court, and then man, you've got a series. And that's really Golden State. That's all you need. And. I'm really disappointed in the referees yet again because Golden State doesn't need any help to win. Like, they're so good. They they need zero assistance from the referees or anyone else. And so to give them that call at the end of the game, and everybody's like, oh, well, in slow motion, it looked like LeBron, it was, it was a block. Well, yeah, the game isn't played in slow motion. 
So now you're going back and we're looking at every slow motion replay and saying, okay, well, I guess his feet weren't. No, that that's that's really that was that was corny. And yeah, the, the NBA, referees let that one go. The NBA refs have stolen the show this playoffs. They they have been all over the headlines. Angus Young, by the way, Ace Angus Young, yes. He wears like the shorts and the skirts and and all that kind of stuff with the with the fedora type hat. Um, it's been it's been a weird playoffs for the refs. I feel like every game there's legitimate complaints, which makes me think, why can't they just be better? I know it's not easy to be a ref or an umpire or, or anything like that. I get it, but I mean, it can be a little better in the playoffs. These are these are supposed to be the best refs in the NBA who get Most the finals, and they mess up that many calls. Where are the NFL replacement refs, man? Get those guys in here. Oh, yeah. They can't do any worse because that was an atrocious. Uh, call. Do you remember the fail Mary? Yes, they can do worse. I mean, they can do worse. <laughs> I don't think they will. I'm just saying it was a, it was a, it was a great game up until the the end. Even with all the um, the missed calls, the terrible calls. We still haven't talked about the Tristan Thompson, what was a flagrant two, which was a terrible call to make at, at that point. Well, then but, he would have gotten it after he shoved the basketball into Draymond Green's face. Well, I'm glad. He, if there's anybody whose face the, the ball should have been shoved in, I'm glad it was Draymond. I can't stand Draymond Green. And I mean, let me take that back. I don't like Draymond Green, the basketball player. I'm sure Draymond Green, the guy, is awesome. The basketball player irritates me. And he's the the worst person on his team, but he gets to talk like he's the best person. Nobody's guarding you, bro. There's a reason you're open. There's a reason you get a chance to get triple and double doubles. Nobody's guarding you. All right, let's break. We're going to stay on time now. And uh, Hate It or Love It is coming up next. Uh, who won two weeks ago? You won, right? You stole the win. I think you stole the win. On the last on the last question, I think you got like two more points than I did, and you stole the win. So I, I get to answer first, um, and uh, that'll be next. But first, Jesse, Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. You know what that music means. It is time for Hate It or Love It. I think Rashad won two weeks ago, so I get to go first here. And uh, Jesse asks us questions and then awards us or deducts us points based on our answers. We only have a minute to answer each question. And the winner gets to host the last segment. All right, Jesse, go ahead and get us started. All right. Uh, we're going to start. Mm. Mm. You guys want to start with the one football question or the two NBAs? Foosball. Yeah, let's get football out of the football way. Football out of the way. That's what I thought. We've been talking about uh, well, <laughs> really not much for sports today. Well, but, lots of baseball. Um, and like sports which is a good change. And sports you played as a kid. Yeah. All right. There's some sports. A little off topics for us. Yes. Probably. Probably. Uh, Lynch really enjoying today. It's been great. Um, Let's get a baseball team so we could do it more. So football, I don't know if you guys realize this, but uh, preseason has started up north. Oh. <laughs> Rashad, Wait, what? Rashad what? popped his head up. Oh, and he's like, like, you mean in, uh, in Canada? Canada? Oh, in Canada. In Canada. In, in Canada. So um, the Canadian Football League has its preseason underway, which means you will have some football that you can watch leading up to uh, real football. I don't know. I, I've actually have. I will never watch the CFL. I, I'm probably going to check it out. I've never really watched it before, so I think I think I'm going to check it out. But 
With that said, two weeks ago, uh, the most polarizing um, figure in football to not like be any good, and Johnny Manziel signed uh, with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mm. Mm. You know who else plays for the Hamilton Tiger Cats? <laughs> that's what I. That's what I think of. <laughs> Arr. <laughs> Can we drop that? Can no, you that, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Uh, that's, what I do, that's what I feel yeah. like they do when they break. Can that be clap, our new clap, like rawr. get a point sound? Yeah, <laughs> yeah please. Oh, oh, that's really good. Yeah, we okay. can upgrade our point sound here. All right, I marked it. Okay, good. I can I can find that later. <laughs> um, we're really staying on topic today. Uh, Don't so worry it, about it. Just go so with the flow. Mansell signed with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Two weeks ago, they started their preseason. Do you know who else is playing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Vernon Adams. Uh, uh, no. Uh, um, Jeremiah Masoli. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It other, is Jeremiah Masoli. He is the starter. I don't. The the article said nothing about Masoli other than he started in front of Manzel. But um, Manzel uh, came in. He played twenty two plays, five series. So it doesn't sound like they did really that great. If you did twenty two plays in five series, you didn't run a ton of plays. Um, he completed nine of 12 passes for 80 yards. Such a typical man's own. <laughs> dink and dunk, dink and dunk. All right. Sounds about right. What are we hating or loving? Love or hate. Johnny Manziel will be starting for the Hamilton Tiger Cats come week one. Um, Jesse. Yes. Why? Why not? I... <laughs> Well, lucky me, I get to start with this. <laughs> and look, I'm going to go with my big football brain that has no information about the CFL or the <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats. And I will say, hate, because Jeremiah Masoli was the starter and the starter deserves to get a chance uh, ahead of a crappy quarterback who has not been able to make it professionally in Johnny Manziel. I'm sure there's a bit of a publicity stunt aspect with this. That, so I'm sure he will play. I'm sure it will maybe even be like a two-quarterback system where he'll get some drives in himself and see if he can run and, and all that kind of fun stuff. But Jeremiah Masoli, the starter, has been great for Hamilton. And he deserves to stay as the starter. And uh, hashtag go former Pac-12 players, not guys who were almost former Pac-12 players and decided to leave their commitment because Marcus Mariota went to that school instead. So I will say hate. I love it. That, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Top that, Rashad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as, as I look through the uh, the, <laughs> the active roster for the uh, for the Tiger Cats or our, um, I don't really. Uh, Vernon yeah. Adams is on the team, apparently. Vernon Adams is, all, is definitely on the what? team. Is this the All Ducks team? The, or all, the all Ducks team. Vernon Adams is third on the depth chart um, behind Jeremiah Masoli and. Uh, Johnny Football. Um, I hate the Johnny Football. Don't will be give starting. him a point for what I Johnny. told him. <laughs> I told, I'm looking. At, I was going to say that. He yes. confirmed it. Yes, uh, Johnny Football is was a great college football player. And sometimes I think we should be good at leaving it that. Ken Dorsey is one of my all-time favorite college football players. Ken Dorsey was less than uh, a backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think this is still a professional ranks. And in the professional ranks, man, 
as as you know bootleg as it may be, man, he's still the second best quarterback on that roster. Uh, Masoli uh, was very good. If we, what we remember at Oregon, he actually was one of the people that helped Oregon get into that really up tempo offense and things like that. That actually enabled guys like Johnny Manziel to go out and win the Heisman as he as he was able to progress in his career. So, I think at this point, Masoli has shown at least on this level that he is uh, a competitive quarterback. He's been there for a while. This will be. Uh, Manziel's first year playing the CFL, so he's got a lot more to prove. So I don't think he's going to be starting anytime soon. But they got three quarterbacks, all five eleven. Hey, they they love themselves. That's some crazy. Athletic quarterbacks there. I can't believe Vernon Adams and Jeremiah Masoli on that roster. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Vernon Adams than uh, than uh, Manziel. Personally, all three were ducks at one point. At one point, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why I made the joke. Yeah. That- I mean, it was not the of, potential former Pac-12 who left for Mariota. Yeah. Uh, are there any other ducks on that, that team? You had the roster up. I'm looking right now. I don't see. We got. No. We nah. got guys from UCLA, Auburn, Wake Forest. Um, lots of lots of uh, home hometown. Lots of Canadians on the team. But you don't have like a Jeff Mail on the team or anything. No Jeff Mail. Oh man, I miss that guy. He was Great. good. Yeah. Another slow white receiver with great hands. Mail's cool, man. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, we're moving on to the NBA Finals now. Um, let's go with the NBA Finals, and then I'll go one that kind of peers into next season. Okay. About that. All right. So, uh, following a loss this postseason, LeBron James has been 5-1, and one, averaging 39.7 points per game, Damn. 8.7 assists, 9.8 rebounds, 59% from the field, 50% from three-point range. Just saying he's been ill, he's been sick, he's been ridiculous, he's been uber efficient. With that said, love or hate, Cleveland will find a way to steal game two. Hey, uh, I do I've been watching LeBron all all playoffs, obviously. Whenever they lose, you're like, well, here comes the LeBron show. Uh, but the big difference for me is the LeBron show already happened. It was game one. It was 51 points. It was he was ill, sick, ridiculous, and uber great in game one, and they lost. And that's what I was kind of alluding to last segment is, to me, that felt like the Cavs' best punch on the Warriors, and they lost the game in overtime. So I don't know. Even if LeBron might play great again today, he's going to have to. But I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to win because Kevin Durant's not going to shoot as poorly as he did in game one. He really didn't shoot very well. Um, If Klay Thompson plays, which I think he will, that's going to be a huge boost, of course, to them as well. And I just don't think the Cavs have enough talent on that team to keep up with the Warriors on a game-by-game basis. I felt like, like Rashad said last segment, that was, and LeBron even said it, that was one of the hardest losses he's ever taken in his career. It's going to be really hard for them to bounce back with that same energy after that against the Warriors team that doesn't need that energy to put up 130. So I'll say hate. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna love it. Uh, the one thing that Houston Rockets showed is that man, there's a way to beat Golden State. You have to be tougher than them. And the one thing that Cleveland has is they have toughness. They might not have skill in all the places they need it, but they can be tougher than whatever team they play against. Just ask the Boston Celtics. Just ask the the number one seed, Toronto Raptors, who I was for certain was going all the way to the NBA Finals. Kevin Love had 21 and and 13 the other night. He's starting to look more and more like the Kevin Love that we saw in Minnesota for the first time in like three years, you know, especially during during these playoffs, at least. He He has to. He was nine. Exactly. He has to, but I think he's more 
more comfortable playing that second uh, that second role. Man, everybody that was supposed to perform for uh, for the Warriors performed, and yet and still the referee still had to find some way to give the game to uh, to the Warriors. So Klay uh, Thompson had 24, Durant had 26. Curry had 29. They all did what they were supposed to do, and yet and still they were all of LeBron was all of inches away from walking away with game one. I think they can come back with that exact same intensity. I think that burden is still on his shoulders of not being able to finish. The only person to put up at least 51 points in the NBA Finals and not leave with the win, that's going to be on the hang, hang over that man's head for a long time. I think tonight he goes in there and takes it out on the Warriors. Lynch has a one-point lead heading into the final round. Oh, shoot. All right. Last time this happened, you won, so don't be too mad. Honestly, so this um, this one I've thought about several times uh, since Golden State moved on from the Western Conference Finals. So this one's kind of been rattling around in my head. It was really easy to come with, up with. And that is after struggling against the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, the Golden State Warriors are going to make it a priority. Part of their motivation next year to get home court advantage for the postseason. I'll say hate because they still beat the Houston Rockets. Um, of course, it's always going to be a priority for every team, but I don't think for this Warriors team and the way it's built, unless the Rockets get like LeBron James, which I guess is a weird possibility, um, I don't think they really need home court advantage because they're just that good. And we've seen them every single year that they've been in this run. No matter where they're playing, no matter who they're playing, if they decide to turn it on, they are unbeatable. They are the only team that can beat themselves. They are. When they don't play with their full effort because they know they're good, they tend to lose that quarter or that game. When they come out of the third quarter, 95% of the time, it's a slaughter. They, they outscore a team in the third quarter by 30 to 25 points almost every single game. And that's where it ends. That's where the game ends. I don't think it's important for them to get home court advantage outside of just the basic, it's great to be able to play game seven at home, but it's not necessary for them. They are just, they are that unique and that good of a team that they could probably even be the three seed next year if they somehow had a bad regular season with injuries and still go through the playoffs. Look what the Cavs did as the four seed this year in the East. When, when you have a LeBron James and you have a team as good as the Warriors, it doesn't matter where you're seated. You're going to get to the NBA Finals. So I'll say hate. Um, I, I I have to hate that as well. Um, the Warriors are the one team in the NBA that don't need any extra help. Um, home court advantage included. Uh, the the Rockets thought that home court would matter for them. They lost game one and game seven on their home floor. So that Lynn, the Rockets were the number one team in the NBA this year. The Warriors are one of those teams that they have everything in place to be great. And it's unfortunate because I can't stand Kevin Durant for making this decision, but he just basically secured the uh, the, the NBA championship for the next few years as long as he's in Golden State. The only thing that can stop them is some type of injury or anything like that. Home court is one of those things that no longer matters to this team. You saw them just kind of skate through most of the season because they understood what they needed to do to get to the finals. So, And once they did, everybody was saying how vulnerable, remember that, how vulnerable Golden State is. You can do this and you can beat them and here's the blueprint and then they just ran through the Spurs, then they ran through the Pelicans, they ran through the Rockets for the most part and now they look like they're going to do kind of the same thing to the Cavaliers. So how do you beat them? You hope to God that one of them gets mono and can't compete for a couple weeks. All right. Today's winner. Mike Lynch. Ah, uh, dang it. You know why? 
Because I really, truly answered that Hamilton Tiger Cats question. I think that would. I think that's what it was too. I'll give you that. I'm okay with that. I brought the funds. Yeah, I can. Hey, I can be graceful about a great play. I felt like that was a really quite. I mean, as ridiculous as that question was, I'll I'll admit it. Um, as if we had like inner knowledge of the Hamilton Tiger right? Cats workings. Uh, I thought you did quite well on it, and you you took it with the fun that it was supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I had to. All right. Coming up next, we'll figure it out. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, one final segment to go here. On Sports Sunday. As a reminder, I'm out again next week because so, it's the summer, so I take I, weekends every year. I think I might I think I'm out next week too. Yeah. I'll be in LA next next Sunday. I'll be back like Sunday morning. By the time I get back, the show will be over. Hmm. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It is. Well, Sorry. we'll figure out. Maybe we'll bring someone in to do it. We'll figure it out. Have a highlight show. Do we, have, do we have highlights? You want to do a best of, Jesse? Do, oh, God. Do we have best? <laughs> do we have some best in here? I don't think we've ever thought about that before. We have six months of log available. You can just I mean, spin I, back and find some stuff, I, I suppose. I mean, I have all, literally all of our oh yeah, yeah podcast, like all of them saved. We got years of stuff that we can go off of, really. Well, that could be an option, too. We'll figure it out. So I guess we'll both be out next week. I didn't know you were going to be in LA, LA next week. What are you doing down there? I will be going on our, um, what we call the senior trip. So our graduates. Oh, I forgot you do this. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I haven't been able to, I haven't had to go for quite a while. I want to say since like my, my first year here on the show. But um, yeah, we take our students, our graduates to LA for about four days, kind of hang out, uh, some exposure stuff for them. Um, you'd be surprised how many kids have never been on a plane before, uh, have never really uh, seen anything outside of you know north or southeast portland so uh, this will be a great opportunity to do that for them we'll go to six flags uh go to roscoe's chicken and waffle now be real i'll be real there's so many great restaurants in la man roscoe's is like eighth to me ninth i don't even know if it's in the it's, it's in the top 10 it might be number 10 so as far as soul food restaurants are concerned i think you go for the nostalgia you go for the you know, to be able to take a picture, you know, but for the most part, Roscoe's chicken and waffles is just okay. My, my, my mom and my grandmother, my auntie's food is better than theirs. No question. Mm, that's a hot take. Oh, it's, it's, it's real. And anybody who knows real soul food will tell you it's not bad. It's good, but guaranteed your, your auntie is probably much better in the kitchen. But right. so yeah, so we'll do that. It'll be fun, man. You know, um, you gotta, you know, you're kind of chaperoning, right? So kind of chaperoning and everything. So making sure kids don't do, you know. But at the same time, there, man, they're 18, man. Go, go frolic, <laughs> go live, man. I'm not tripping on what you do. Just, you know, no drugs, no tattoos. <laughs> we kind of try to try to tell them. Is it? So I, I've never had to do any sort of chaperoning thing like that. Is it really stressful to have to keep an eye on all the kids like that, or? Because they're 18, you're just like, hey, whatever. No, I mean, sometimes, like, we, we're we really strategic about who we're taking. 
So if we know, man, that kid is constantly smoking weed or they're constantly getting in trouble for something, it's probably not the best idea to take them, you know, over state lines somewhere. So um, there is a, a certain criteria that people have to follow to be able to go. If they meet that criteria, they'll be able to go. So um, we don't really worry about that too much. But, of course, we worry about, you know, you worry about your kids when they're out, you know, doing whatever because you want them to be doing the right thing. So, uh, yes. It, it, we do worry, but at the same time, man, we gotta let them live. That's that's kind of, you know, at least for me, that's my biggest thing. Is, man, let let them experience stuff on their own. You know, the, the, you're not gonna know what getting up is like if you don't fall down a few times. So, I'm okay with that. This text just came in from one of our P1s. A best of template for you, Jesse. If that's what we do next week, one hour all Rashad rants. The next mm. hour, all Lynch pontifications. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I'm sure people would dig it. So. Do I do I pontificate that much that you can have a whole hour of it? I guess probably. Uh, it's kind of part of being. Yeah, honest. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I guess it's a little. You have bit to of it. think about those kind of things. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of being. And I mean, I don't rant that much though, do I? Well, we did a whole like we did a couple of months for once a, a show. We had a Rashad rant. Well, I just ran out of stuff to be mad about. I <laughs> stopped being mad. Yeah, it was like, man, I'm you chilled out a little I'm, bit. I'm kicking it. I mean, there's no reason to be to be angry about anything no more. But now these damn referees, woo, they gonna have me hot, man. Because I, like I said, I'm not a LeBron fan, but and but I do think he's the greatest of all time. That's just that's for a different that's for a different show though. Don't steal the game away from from him, especially after he did all that work. And he worked so hard to keep his team, you know, in reaching distance of a, of a championship or of the win. So, referees, man, get your esh together. As much as I am not a big LeBron fan, I don't like him as a person. I don't like his personality. I, I for a while, I kind of let that ruin my enjoyment of him as a player because I was like, oh, LeBron. We're watching the game one on a. What was it Thursday? And watching the end of the uh, the Celtics Cavs series, I kind of just sat there in awe, and I went, "Just enjoy it." Just as much as it. you don't like him, just enjoy watching yeah, him because he, in four years or whatever it's going to be, he's not going to be there anymore. Saying anything other than he's amazing is just hate. So, but just just real quick, and I think I asked you this, man: Would you give LeBron two hundred million for two years here in Portland? No. You are the only one. Yes, sign me up. $100 million and, a year. And for everybody not named CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard can no. be traded no. and can 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 go. Jesse, $200 million, two years for LeBron here in Portland. Well, you know, why not? Uh, why not? It's not, <laughs> hey, it's not. Let's, let's get a, like, I. My man, the, my uh, man Anthony Deloney just made a great point, man. It's not my money. So. I, yeah, sure. Paul Allen, go ahead and spend $200 million. Let's bring a championship here. Rawr. Why are we roaring today? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's a new thing. Whenever you whenever you feel strongly about something, rawr at the end. There you go. Let everybody know you're there. So I would definitely take LeBron for two years. With with Dame and CJ, him penetrating and kicking out to one of those two dudes, man, absolutely. And damn texture, not so much pontification as bloviation. I see, wow. how, I see how you really feel. Man. Well, I mean, I'm just joking. You know, <laughs> bloviated. <laughs> Pontificate is probably the best thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Maybe bloviation occasionally, too. Sometimes well, I'm really to, stupid. It's sometime, okay. Sometimes trying to fill air, people don't understand how difficult it can be to fill a couple minutes once you've said everything you want to say. All right. We got a break. Uh, so next week, maybe a best of, maybe something else. We'll figure it out.
But some, some, something will be here from 9 to 11 next week, and then we'll be back the week after that. Maybe the finals will be over by then. Who knows? Uh, we'll talk about that, plus uh, whatever else is going on in the city and nationally in sports. Everybody enjoy the rest of your beautiful Sunday as long as it stays nice out. Enjoy the the rest of the beautiful week as well. Uh, I'll be in Vegas next week, Ooh. and uh, Rashad will be in L.A. So hey. we'll be out partying a little bit. Jesse, where are you going to be? Here doing the best stuff. <laughs> Uh, maybe. Maybe. Man, we really are trying to give you guys a vacation to me a day on. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I'll probably be here. All right. Uh, so that'll be next week, and enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you then. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.